Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Seth Askelson, and thank you for joining me here on Locked On Coyotes, a new week and a new chance for the Arizona Coyotes to keep things rolling. As on Saturday, they picked up a big win over the Calgary Flames, 3 to nothing. It was a little bit opposite of what they had the week prior, right? Uh, a week where um, they had won the first game and uh, were leading in the second game of the week and everything kind of looked up and it on and all honestly turned downhill now it was the other way around i mean it was when you take a look at the schedule it, they had mirroring mirroring weeks from uh, the last two weeks so uh, two weeks ago starting on november 4th they had a game on monday monday tuesday back to back and then a thursday and a saturday game and then this past week Veterans Day against Washington, the next day against St. Louis, day off, a game in Minnesota, and then a day off, travel day, back to Calgary. So eight games um, in that in that 13-day stretch, and they got three out of eight points the first week, and the second week, they got six out of eight points. So a drastic change. And when you really think about it, it was 9 out of 16, right? I mean, over those last two weeks, a little bit over 500, one point over 500 in terms of points percentage, which in the NHL, if your points percentage is a tad above 50%, um, you have an okay shot at making the playoffs. And obviously, uh, it, it it's a tough schedule, and the Kyrie just kind of got uh, in, a, in a tough situation um, in terms of the scheduling, but things start to ease up now tonight. Uh, the LA Kings come to town. Then they'll have two days off before their next game against Toronto. A travel day, then into LA, and then back home against Edmonton on Sunday. Two days off before Anaheim. And then after that, they come on back, or they go uh, to Vegas, then come on back home for San Jose on the 30th. So uh, kind of some uh, a good, good thing for the Coyotes because – they get a chance to be at home and not be too far away. And they are, again, and I think it was Luke Lipinski who tweeted this out, and we've talked about it on the podcast multiple times. Uh, they don't play a game east of the state of Arizona uh, for the next two weeks. So even though they go on the road to play road games, um, again, they play L.A. in the afternoon, and then they come home to play a night game in the back-to-back, so uh, some extra time off um, in terms of uh, in terms of a true back-to-back. They'll have about uh, from when they step off the ice in LA, probably about 24 hours before the puck drop, which is not you don't say that very often. Usually, it's about a 20-hour stretch in between uh, puck drops on back-to-backs, but it'll be about a 24-hour stretch. So good for the Coyotes right now. They're in a really good spot. Um, and I think it's going to be good if they can get home, rack up some points, go out back on the road, another East Coast road trip that isn't unbelievably daunting, um, get a chance at the Blue Jackets again. They get the Flyers and the Penguins. The Flyers look good this year, a team that has kind of always been in that middle area the last five, six years. They look fantastic. The Coyotes just can't win in Pittsburgh for whatever reason. Maybe that changes this year. And then a date with Chicago, who's red hot right now. Uh, before they come back home for uh, four out of their next five and a trip to San Jose. So again, the schedule looking very favorable at the moment. They got a lot of the two of their tougher road trips out of the way. 
Um, their bye week doesn't come till January, but it'll come at the right time. Um, but uh, they have really three major road trips left. Again, the one we just mentioned, Columbus, Pennsylvania, and Chicago. Then they go back out on the road uh, at the start of January at Florida, at Tampa, at Carolina. That's not too bad. You get a travel day in between my, uh, Florida, which is uh, Sunrise, Miami, and Tampa Bay. About a two-hour flight, so uh, nothing too crazy, but you do get an off day. Uh, the longer flight uh, in between games is between Tampa and Carolina. Um, but then after that, they come home for a couple. Then the bye week comes up after two more road games in uh, Western Canada. And then the, the big one, and I think it'll be interesting. This comes at an interesting time. Usually in February, teams are kind of figuring out what they are, right? A trade deadline coming up, what moves they want to make. They're going to be playing teams that are I th- at least a couple teams that I think are in between on what they want to do. Um, Boston, I th- they're obviously going to go for it, right? Their core is a, a little bit older. Not old, but you know, they're, the window is starting to... Slowly, albeit, but uh, start to shut just a tad. I think with each year that they don't win, that window gets nudged down to the lock a little bit further. But then the interesting part of that, uh, Montreal-Toronto, right? So uh, nearing the trade deadline, Montreal, I think, is a fringe team. A lot of people thought, are they going to try and buy in and and make the playoffs? Toronto, though, they're not going to give up some of their bigger names, but they're going to need a defenseman. Tyson Berry hasn't been... Um, as good as I think they hoped, uh, reports that they were taking calls on Tyson Berry, and then they play Ottawa, who uh, is going to be a seller, but what do they have to sell? Maybe Craig Anderson for a team that needs a goaltender or a backup goaltender. Um, but, you know, you're going to play some teams that are trying to figure out what they're doing in the playoffs, and that's going to, I think that's going to be the most crucial road trip of the season. They're going to get on the road. They're going to play Boston, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa. And those games aren't uh, fantastically spaced out. Uh, Four games in five days. So with uh, two off days in between. So again, five days, or four games in five days. And, um, or uh, sorry, four games in six days. But you do have a back to back. And for the Coyotes, that's going to be a good measurement of where they're at. The playoffs are tough. Obviously, you don't have to travel across the country in the Western Conference. But, I mean, even if they do get in uh, outside of the first round, it uh, depends, right? If, if you match up with a team like Nashville or St. Louis or even Chicago, I mean, it's, it's a far way to go. And so for the Coyotes, again, a chance to get home right now, but uh, – they got to take advantage of it. They only have a couple more super long road trips. One becoming in, one coming in probably the most crucial part of the season and, and to kind of tell where this team is at. But right now, a chance for the Coyotes to get home, take a deep breath, grab some points, load up before they have to hit the road again. So we'll see how that goes again. Starts with LA tonight. Um, and uh, right now, probably listen to this on your way home. Uh, if you're not, hopefully uh, just preparing for the game, unsure what you want to eat, well, you can treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners, which is you, 
can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. Are you listening on the go right now? If you can't visit DoorDash, which I really hope you don't while you're driving, you can find this and all the offers from the Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Once again, all of our offers across the Locked On Podcast Network can be found at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Now the team rolling into Gila River Arena, uh, probably already there getting all stretched out. The Los Angeles Kings, a team that I don't want to say they're having a disappointing season because I think a lot of people knew this is what the Kings were going to be, right? A team that bought them out last year. Two years before, they barely snuck in, and they got absolutely worked by the Vegas Golden Knights in that playoff um, in that playoff series, and they bought them out last year. And this is, this is what the Kings are going to be for a couple years, right? And that's what I think that's the product of a team – that won a couple of cups by making a lot of moves for veteran players. When you look at that team, I mean, look, you had Anze Kopitar, you had Alec Martinez, Drew Doughty, uh, Dustin Brown, uh, those guys. But when you take a look at, at the their roster and a lot of those guys that were on that team, there were a lot of older, I wouldn't say older players, but a lot of guys that were traded for, they weren't 20 years old at the time. Um, guys like Jeff Carter, Marion Gabarik, uh, of those sorts. And so for a team that didn't, again, don't fault the Kings, right? They won two Stanley Cups. How do you say that they built that team poorly? They didn't. But when you take a look at Stanley Cup champions that built, you had a smaller core with a lot of good veteran kind of trade for help, that'll happen sometimes. Whereas you take a look at Boston, right? A lot of those guys on that team were drafted by Boston or were acquired early by the Bruins. Um, it wasn't that way for the Kings necessarily. Um, a lot of the guys on that team are gone. I mean, when you just take a look at who's uh, participating in games, Kopitar, Dowdy, Brown, Toffoli, Jeff Carter, Kyle Clifford. But after that, I mean, you get to Alec Martinez. A lot of those guys that were key contributors – I mean, again, Trevor Lewis was on some of the, on that second cups or cup team, uh, but who are the key contributors? Not a lot of those guys are on that team, and a lot of the guys who were the key contributors have really slowed down. Um, but the Kings are still a, a dangerous team. I think a team that's won three in a row. Um, again, they beat a couple of teams that were down on their luck. Minnesota and Detroit, uh, namely, they did beat the Golden Knights so on Saturday. So, um, again, always dangerous. And the, this is the team that pretty much knocked the Coyotes out of the playoffs last year. The Coyotes needed that win over the Kings to stay alive in the race with Colorado, and they lost. Um, and with the Coyotes, I mean, it's about you go in and you just stay the course, keep the same mentality, and. Do do whatever you did. I mean, not whatever. It was clear how they won on uh, on Saturday. And I think it's the way they do it a lot, right? They score a couple goals early, play really good defensively. Not that they shut it down and just, you know, are content with playing defense. But, you know, they're not taking the risks that sometimes you'll see them take, you know, in a tie game or a game that they're down in. So uh, go in there, 
and suffocate the Kings, uh, a team that has not gotten good goaltending at all, whether you want to put that on uh, the defense in, in front of either Jack Campbell or Jonathan Quick. I, I think there's times where you can say, yes, the defense in front of these goaltenders is not good. And usually when you say that, the save percentage is somewhat high, right? Somewhere maybe in the low to early mid nine, uh, the probably mid 900 early, you know, like 912, 913 type deals. But man, you take a look at these save percentages. It's 886, 878. I don't, I don't think it's a case of them getting poor defense. I mean, it is a case of the poor defensive play, but I don't think it's all of the poor defensive play. That's contributing to why the Kings are struggling. A team that currently sits uh, dead last in the Pacific, uh, not by themselves. They do have the, or uh, it is by themselves, excuse me, only four points away from the Sharks. But again, Sharks are streaking right now. So the Kings uh, very soon could be left in the dust. Uh, but again, it's a dangerous team. These two teams don't like each other. I think it's a rivalry that doesn't get talked a lot about in the NHL because uh, you know they had the Western Conference Finals series that was really chippy back in 2012. That was that's going to come up on eight years ago. That's eight years ago. That's the last time the Coyotes made the playoffs. Since then, the Kings have won two cups, including that 2012 year. But now, as the Coyotes are starting to turn up, the Kings are starting to head towards a rebuild. So these two teams have never been really good at the same time except for the one playoff series and the Coyotes. But they've had plenty of battles, plenty of uh, fights. I mean, I remember when Lucic had played on the Kings for that one year. Um, Connor Murphy, I mean, laid a heavy hit on Milan Lucic. I don't know if I've ever seen Milan Lucic get hit that hard in my entire life. And Connor Murphy absolutely leveled him. And an all-out brawl ensued. I mean, Lucic got up and sucker punched Murphy. And, and these two teams hate each other. Hate, hate, hate each other. Um, it is a little bit different. A lot of those guys that were on the teams in the past, the Martin Hansels, you know, obviously Shane Doan, um, guys like Michael Roosevelt, Derek Morris, uh, they're not on the team anymore. And those are the guys that really used to battle with the Kopitars, the Dowdies, the Browns. Um, but I, I think there's still a, a good amount of mutual hate and dislike for one another. The Kings, obviously, a little more of a physical team in terms of the way they approach the game. So we'll see. The Coyotes, I don't think, are the most physical team in the world in terms of wanting to mix it up. But they got the guys to do it. They got Fisher. They got Lawson Kraus. Uh, clearly, they got Darcy Kemper to do some of that work as well. Wonder if... Ilya Labushkin maybe makes his way in the lineup. Hadn't seen anything um, in terms of what a lineup is looking like uh, at the moment. I think I'll, I'll log into Twitter here as we speak and see if I can get anything. Usually Craig Morgan has a good beat on that. The Coyotes will release things as well, obviously, on social media. But I, I would think this is a, a game where Ilya Labushkin could draw in and he would fit right in. I've liked the way Aaron Ness has played. I didn't think that, not that I wouldn't like the way that he played. Aaron Ness is a solid defenseman, especially on that bottom pair. But I can definitely understand why he is playing more than Ilya Labushkin. Definitely brings a little more of that offensive side. But uh, 
a good uh, good good defenseman led the AHL in points last year uh, defensive wise. Um, and then uh, tweet from Craig Morgan is uh, quote Anirana starts in goal tonight versus the LA Kings. No other lineup changes expected. End quote. So no Hayden. Ness stays in. It's just Ronta who gets the start. And so um, the Coyotes are are really liking the lineup they have. And what would you change it, right? You got three out of four wins this last week. You beat the last two Stanley Cup champions in back-to-back nights. How do you tell the group that did that this last week? No, you're going to sit. It's hard. It's hard to think. So looking like uh, Labushkin sits, Hayton's going to sit as well. Um, and uh, another another fierce game, a game that the Coyotes, I think, you know, you feel that they're all must-wins, right? You want the team to win every night, but in order to kind of prove that they're being a little more consistent, they got to beat the Kings, and I don't think they need to beat them handily. I'm not saying they need to go out there and pound them and beat them 4-1, 5-1, but they got to get a convincing victory here against a team that is clearly on the downswing, a team that was in their place Three, four years ago, you know, aging guys, again, not coming off a cup run, obviously, but older guys, maybe selling them at the deadline. Uh, so the Coyotes taking on the Kings tonight, and uh, hopefully they can pick up a convincing win over a division rival that's on the downturn. As we always do here on Locked on Coyotes, take a look around the league. Uh, busy, as always, of course, busy Saturday. In the NHL, we'll take a look at some scores from the weekend. Real quick, nothing too crazy. Last night, there was only two games as well. But we'll start on Saturday. The Hurricanes beat the Wild in overtime, like we mentioned earlier. Kings beat the Golden Knights. Stars over the Oilers 5-4 in overtime. A big comeback by Dallas. The Flames um, and the Coyotes, that big brawl by Darcy Kemper. Um, at the end of the second, uh, sparked some emotion, but... Didn't really need it as the Coyotes are already up 2-0. They finished that game 3-0. Jets over the Lightning 4-3. The Capitals take down the Bruins in a shootout 3-2. The Sabres finally broke uh, a tough streak for them. They took down the Senators 4-2. Devils over the Canadians 4-3. Panthers over the Rangers 4-3. Islanders over the Flyers in a shootout 4-3. Penguins and Maple Leafs. The Penguins smack Toronto 6-1. Ducks over the Blues, 4-1 on the road. Blackhawks put 7 on the Predators and take them down, 7-2. Avalanche and Canucks, a 5-4 overtime winner for Colorado. And the Sharks, who had won 5 in a row, pick up their 5th straight over Detroit, 4-3 in a shootout. Now taking a look at games from yesterday, nothing exhilarating in terms of action. The Golden Knights hang 6 on the Flames. William Carlson scores twice. Mark Stone gets one as well. Cody Eakin, Max Pacioretty all get in on the action for the Golden Knights. And then the Blackhawks, a 4-1 win. Kirby Dock, a two-goal game. Dock, fantastic player so far for Chicago. Jack Eichel, the only one to score for Buffalo. And then tonight's games, again, pretty lean. Ducks in Washington to take on the Capitals. Coyotes-Kings are the late game for those of you this evening that may or may not be in the Valley. Take a look at the standings from this last weekend. Uh, A little bit of movement here. Uh, The win over Minnesota on Saturday. Carolina jumps back into the third spot in the Metro at 25 points. Washington 1, Islanders 2. Nothing changes there. 
except Washington now two more points ahead of the Islanders. Uh, Boston, they lost. They got the extra point, but uh, Montreal right on their heels. Uh, Boston at 29 points. Montreal at 26 in the Atlantic. And the Panthers, they're at 25 right behind Montreal. So um, it's a, kind of a, one of those things where uh, you always got to have your uh, head on a swivel if you're in that Atlantic division because Pittsburgh and Philadelphia hold the first two wildcard spots, both at 24 points right behind Florida. So uh, one loss, and uh, all of a sudden you could be could find yourself in danger. Uh, the Sabres, who had broken the streak on Saturday, lost last night in Chicago. They have 23 points. Toronto loses a four straight at 22. Tampa Bay at 20 points. Uh, you're starting to, again, still too early to say, but starting to feel that uh, Tampa kind of starting to pick it up a little bit quicker. They do have a plus five goal differential, though. Uh, the best of any team in the East, that is not in the playoffs. In the West, there's two of those teams, Chicago plus two, Nashville plus four. Um, but I uh, feel that uh, Tampa's just got to pick it up a tad more uh, to avoid kind of falling out of the race early on. The Rangers have 18 points. So do the Devils. They've won two straight. Columbus is 18 as well. And at the bottom, Ottawa 17 along with Detroit, who has 17 points. Ottawa's played two less games than the Red Wings. In the West, nothing too crazy. Um, one, two, three stays the same as it did uh, at the end of the weekend. St. Louis won Colorado two, Winnipeg three. Uh, in the Pacific, the Coyotes jump into second place. They have 26 points. First place is Edmonton, 29 points. Coyotes could be one point out of the Pacific Division lead at the end of the evening. And the Canucks, they get the extra overtime point at 24. Looking at the wild card, Dallas now has 24. They've won three in a row. They have been on fire recently. 8-1-1 one, one in the last 10 games. Vegas, with their win, jumps to 23 points as well to hold that second wild card spot. Calgary right behind them. They have 23 points, but they've played one more game, and they've lost three straight. Chicago, winners of four straight. Just a point out of the wild card spot at 22. Anaheim. 4-4-2 in their last 10, though they did win their last time out. Got a chance to beat, uh, almost do what the Coyotes did. Not on back-to-back -back nights, but they beat St. Louis on Saturday. Maybe they can do the Coyotes special and beat the last two back-to-back -back St or Stanley Cup champions uh, in consecutive games as well. Uh, Nashville loses the last two. They haven't been playing too well at all. They have 21 points. Uh, the Sharks, I was wrong when I was reading the scores from Saturday. That was actually the Sharks' sixth straight win. When they took down the Red Wings, they're at 10, 10, and 1, 21 points. Um, so the West right now, from uh, really other than the Kings who have 17, the Wild who have 16 points, uh, hit the log jam right now. And one, uh, if you go on a two-game losing streak, you can find yourselves uh, sliding down the standings. Again, not out of the race, but sliding uh, pretty quickly. So uh, we'll see how the Coyotes can keep up. Again, they play the Kings tonight, puck drop, 7 p.m. Arizona time, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Uh, tomorrow, tune in. We'll talk over the Kings game, see what is up next for the Coyotes, and as always, take a look around the league. So appreciate you tuning in to Locked On Coyotes. Once again, join us tomorrow for yet another fantastic episode, and until then, we hope you stay Locked On Coyotes.